Hello, this is Larry Dobrow, Senior Editor of MM&M. Um, we're here today for a podcast that's actually a little different and in a very cool way. Um, we're here with Perry Bongiovanni, who is a junior at Quinnipiac University, and we're going to talk a little bit about entering the medical marketing profession. So much of what we've spoken about in this podcast have been from the perspective of people that have been doing this for a long time, in some cases 30, 40 years. We got the exact opposite today, and um, we're pretty excited for it. Um, before we get started, though, um, a couple of housekeeping things. The MMM Awards are on Thursday night at Cipriani Wall Street. Um, tickets are still available. Come join us. It'll be a great show. Our first inaugural 40 Under 40 honorary, honorary um, program is going to start as well. I believe that's going to be live in the web within a day or two. Nominate uh, any of your peers who will be under 40 years old as of, I believe, May 30th, 2020. And um, finally, we're actually going to be doing a second podcast this week. On Friday morning, um, Mark Iskowitz, MMM's executive editor, Steve Madden, MMM's president, and I are going to get together and do a recap of the awards. Um, hopefully, it'll be pretty entertaining. Hopefully, we won't be going on too little sleep. So um, check back in for that. But um, here we are today. Perry, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Larry. All right. And I, I guess before we start, I have to clear something up. Did you reschedule an exam so you could uh, be here today? Yes, I did. I woke up bright and early to take it at 8 a.m. Wow. That is, you know, that's gone beyond the call of duty that most guests have. So thank you so much for that. So I, I guess one of the reasons we wanted to have you in here, um, we just published our annual career and salary survey. And in it, you know, we kind of take a pulse of where the industry is going. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we found things that are good in terms of the average salary being up. We found things that are frankly pretty disappointing in that the gender gap in salary persists. So um, we wanted to kind of attack it from a different perspective. We've already discussed some of the results, but we wanted to kind of, you know, address it in the context of somebody who wants to be in this business, um, will probably be in a year and a half or so, and um, most of our questions will be along the lines there. Um, I definitely find it kind of scary noticing that there's such a big difference between the wage gaps. I actually read the article when it first came out, and I'll be honest, I was caught off guard. Mm -hmm. I thought that we were making a lot of progress with our gender gaps and everything else. But I mean, according to the polls, there's still a lot of discrimination with women in leadership roles. And it's kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's... It's sorry. depressing. It's angering. Yeah, it's, it's any any number of other you know things. I mean, it you know having a strong response to it, I think, is... I don't think anybody saw that number and said like, oh, okay, well, it's going to get better. It's on the way. That's No, you know, we're beyond that at this mm -hmm. point, I think. So. Definitely. I actually took a women's studies class, and this is one of the big topics that we talked about. And we had a few men in the class, and they even were shocked themselves. Mm -hmm. And I know at least for younger generations, even both men and women want to work against this. Mm -hmm. There's no such thing as you know, all men hate women and they don't want them to be in leadership roles. And I think that's where they get a bad stigma around them, mm -hmm. that they actually want to help support us. And sure, there are some depressing cases where powerful men do not want women to take over, but there are a lot of handful of men who do want us to succeed as well as themselves. Amen. And uh, you know what you said about that other generation, let's hope they kind of age out of uh, everybody's uh, um reference set before mm -hmm. too long. It's a work in progress for sure. Absolutely. So Perry, let's talk a little bit about you. Tell us a little bit about your background, um, kind of how you came to be here with us today. So I 
found an internship with Guidemark Health over in Parsippany, New Jersey. And through that, the CEO, Michael Parisi, took us on an amazing field trip over here. And first we went to Cancer Care, which is in the same building. Yep. And then we came here afterwards where I got to meet Mark for the first time. That's Mark Eskowitz, our executive editor. Yes. And I told him about my major and... Uh, Michael Parisi kind of aided the conversation, but one thing led to another, and mm-hmm. here I am today. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of your background before this, um, you know, you're a, you're a junior now. Was the Guidemark internship this summer was that your first experience and first kind of uh, in the office exposure to you know some of the stuff that this industry does? Yes, absolutely. I actually switched over from a health science major, mm-hmm. and before that, I was taking athletic training classes, trying to figure out where I want to be and what I want to do with my life. And, you know, it was a journey for me. It was long. I wasn't happy at first. And after interning at Guidemark Health, it really strengthened my passion for this profession. And it really just set a concrete goal for what I want to be when I grow up. Oh, you're, you're grown up already. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> More grown up, I guess, right? Um, in terms of the switching of the major initially, was there was there something about the, you know, the initial line of training that, I mean, was it was it dull? Was it not useful? What, what, what was it that kind of triggered your decision to pursue, you know, medical marketing? Uh, I've always had a love for health science, whether it's TV shows or just reading things in the news. And so I kind of gravitated towards that ever since my senior year in high school. Mm -hmm. However, I had a sales position over with Vector Marketing a few summers ago, Mm -hmm. and that was where it really started. That's where I decided I wanted to do business, Mm -hmm. and I couldn't figure out if I wanted to do, you know, marketing or health science. And I stumbled upon Quinnipiac's biomedical marketing major. Mm-hmm. And even though it was later on within my academic career, I've fully taken it by the horns and I'm trying to dive into as many things as I can and, of course, still graduate on time. Yeah. <laughs> the graduating on time component, you know, given how much college costs nowadays is probably, uh, I would think, fairly important as well, right? Yes, absolutely. But the one good thing about Quinnipiac that gives me a lot of hope is recently we were ranked number one across the nation for postgraduate um, employment. employment. And so that gives me a lot of hope that our business program, which I've had experience with, has a lot of connections. And they also just do a really good job at preparing us for what we're going to face. We have resume workshops. We have mock interviews. We even have an etiquette dinner, which I think really is something that's kind of swept under the rug, but very important. It's it's incredibly overlooked. You know, you find yourself when you first go into the job, you know, process, you're sitting at a table, you know, you're expected to, you know, make conversation, you're expected, you know, there's a lot of things that nobody really told you about. It's one thing being able to ace an interview. It's another thing being able to ace that kind of practical component alongside it, I'd guess. Exactly. I actually have to credit both my parents for that. They raised my brothers and I with such etiquette and manners that, it was like second nature. And I find that kind of shocking mm-hmm. because what I thought was always normal was actually considered, you know, proper. And I think part of that comes from both how my parents were raised. My mom was raised in the South mm-hmm. and my dad's parents were the same way, very strict on their manners. And I think it definitely shaped me to who I am today. Um, let's talk a little bit about your guide mark internship. Um, what what was what was one project that you worked on during your time there that kind of sparked your imagination that kind of made you think like wait a second this would be something fun to do for the next you know 20 or 30 years so it wasn't necessarily in regards to pharma but 
I loved working on our internal newsletter because I got to write about the people in our company and I got to learn about what they do and learn about their experiences. And even though it wasn't necessarily in the newsletter, I got to sit down with such high level employees and hear about their experiences and take their advice and run with it. And I found that very uh, informational as well as educational. And I also worked on um, Johnson & Johnson's Actillion. And so I got to sit in on some phone calls or presentations occasionally. A lot of the status calls were going on. And typically what I would do is I would write my notes. And then afterwards, my boss and I, we'd kind of transcribe them after. Or if I had any questions, he would um, put them in terms of simplicity for me. And after that, I would do my own research if I was still confused. And those were the two main things I found very beneficial. And I would show up to work every day, even if it was a quote unquote slow day, I'd always have something to do or something to learn. Um, you know, you mentioned the newsletter um, in that previous answer. Um, when you were talking with some of the people at Guidemark, and certainly it's a firm that's been around for a while, it's an extremely well-regarded firm, what, what were some of the things that they told you? What were some of the, I don't want to say lessons they imparted to you, but what, what, did, what did you pick up from some of those conversations? Definitely a lot about backgrounds and that everybody comes from a different background. And that was really reassuring to me considering that I myself took a while, took a while to get here and then also just all of their different courses and everything that they took, whether it was microbiology, cancer, rare disease, and just from learning about all their different um, areas of disease, it really kind of sparked interest that I personally appreciate the rare disease side um, rather than, I know there was a lot of oncology. And so it was more just like a informational experience for me and taking everything in as much as I could and really absorbing the information, whether or not I use it now or later, I know it's going to be useful for me. Um, I know that, you know, when, you know, when I did an internship myself, I know a lot of other people, they have an experience where at first you're a little bit maybe, I don't want to say intimidated, but, you know, at first, you know, it's big, it's different, you know, it's real in a way mm -hmm. that, you know, uh, you know, a typical job kind of isn't or a typical job before that isn't. Um, did you feel anything along those lines? If so, how, how did you how did you get through it? Absolutely not. Oh, didn't. Uh, <laughs> I really, um, I really enjoyed my experience there. Everyone was very friendly. They have done such a great job with their internship program. I know it's still fairly new, mm -hmm. but they really did a, an amazing job. I'm honestly at a loss for words at how comfortable I felt, whether it was talking to people from other offices who I haven't even met yet, or if it was walking into Michael Parisi's office to ask him a question. Mm -hmm. I felt completely welcome there and there was never any time where I was timid to ask anybody. I knew everybody was approachable and that they wanted to help us and they wanted to talk to us. Mm -hmm. um, and this sort of fuels into some of the questions we just asked, but um, mm -hmm. were, there, were there any surprises about the internship? Were there any, any things about working in this industry that maybe an outsider, someone who hadn't done it before, would not have, would not have uh, realized? Definitely how laid back it was uh not even just the um attire but the attitude of everybody mm -hmm. where everyone works in cubicles rather than in offices mm -hmm. because i know it's at least for me very intimidating to walk into someone's office mm -hmm. and have to knock on the door or wait outside of a meeting and i never really expected that for such a big agency for how well they run i figured it would be very cookie cutter formal. Mm -hmm. And so that definitely took me back a little on uh, my first day. 
Although, however, I did get the privilege of having my own office uh-huh. because they ran out of cubicles. <laughs> so I had a lot of the interns come by. Mm-hmm. And so if we had brainstorming sessions for the newsletter, we'd use our whiteboard walls that we have, mm-hmm. which definitely also spark a lot of creativity. Um, if I wanted to turn around and just get my brain thinking, I could just look at the walls rather in any of the meeting rooms and there would be something going on. And if it was something that I didn't know about, I could always learn about it. Um, your fellow intern class, how many, how many other interns were there? I believe there were five of us total. Five total. Um, their backgrounds, um, th- uh, were they similarly convinced that you know this is what they want to do as well? Was it, um, how, how would you rank... Not rank, rank's the wrong word, but you know, your impression. Um, did everybody kind of walk out of this with a similar experience to yours? I think so. I know some of the interns were using this as more of a learning experience. They weren't really decided on what major they wanted. Mm-hmm. And then we also had a postgraduate intern, mm-hmm. and I know she was looking through um, employment as well. And then she had this internship as, again, a learning experience, figuring out what she wanted because I was the only science slash um it was really science we'll say Mm -hmm. major and then the others were mainly marketing financing and then except for our um design intern she obviously had a communications background but um i know on the client experience side that i worked on the other intern was i believe a finance and marketing major okay um in terms of how the internship and you know what you've learned about the business, you know, obviously primarily through the internship, but also through your education, mm-hmm. um, where, where where do you go next? Um, do you want to do another internship next summer? Do you want to do a different type of internship next summer? Um, really, from where you're sitting right now, what are the areas within the industry that appeal to you the most? Uh, I definitely want to explore the industry side, considering I was on the communication side yeah. last summer, and so I'm actually looking at different pharma companies right now to interview or not interview but to apply for for internships Mm -hmm. and hopefully see if I can get my foot in the door and explore all the different realms that there are because it's such a diverse um, area. Mm -hmm. Um, This is is sort of a tough question because you know there's no such thing as you know quote unquote industry you know there Mm -hmm. are agencies there's in-house there are device companies there's health media and everything else but in a very big picture sense, do you feel that the business is doing a good job of making itself an appealing destination to people like yourself, to people that do have that interest inherently and want to take it further? I believe so. Even though there's a lot of bad press right now, considering all the litigations going yeah. on, I know from my standpoint, growing up, looking up to all of these, there's so much innovation going on that there's so much room for hope for people like me and other students who want to go in and make a difference for people that um, the industry applies to. So whether that be, you know, healthcare professionals, doctors, even, you know, our fellow peers within the community, the pharma applies to everybody. And I think that, you know, even though there are, you know, chances of litigation, this and that, there's always going to be some negativity around and you really have to stress upon the positives of everything and you kind of have to make that work. Okay. Um, you know, it's funny. I was going to ask you about some of the factors that you mentioned. You know, there is mm-hmm. obviously a lot of uh, 
press around the business that's not good right now, whether it's surrounding some of the opioids, um, you know, legislation, whether it's pricing, you know, whether it's just that, you know, people think pharma is on the same level with Congress right now, which is, you know, not a lot of fun for anybody. Um, how, how much of a deterrent effect do you think that has on, you know, some of the smartest, you know, some of the brightest young people and their desire to get into this business? I think it definitely has some effect. Um, I think it instills some fear in those because everybody wants to immediately start off on working on a stable career and they don't want to have to deal with whether it be layoffs, new management styles, or even those that are having to declare bankruptcy. Mm -hmm. So there is some worry within those areas, but at the same time, there's still so much room for opportunity because all of these new officials are being um, held accountable and they want to change what's going on and they're really working towards it. I think that there's still some hope going on, at least from my perspective. Right. Listen, hope is a good thing. That's what we, you know, we want everybody coming exactly. in with a perspective of like, hey, let's do some good rather than let's ward off the bad, you know? Mm -hmm. um, in terms of um, what's next, you know, you graduate, I guess, what, May 2021? Yes. Um, gonna head straight in, gonna take some time. What, what's your uh, immediate, uh, your immediate plan? Um, that's kind of up in the air. I know I want to get my MBA eventually mm -hmm. thinking, um, looking back on my career, I really wish I did find this major earlier because Quinnipiac is known for their accelerated programs. And, uh, we do have a three plus one program mm -hmm. where I believe it is a master's or an MBA. I forget which, but I know that definitely would have been a lot more beneficial for me mm -hmm. and as well for employers. And that kind of gives you that extra step into getting your foot in the door. But as of now, I want to say I'd try to go right into the workforce. Yeah. Uh, like I was saying earlier, I'm just so excited to get out there and kind of make my mark on the world that, um, you know, I'm trying to finish college as soon as possible, even though it is a lot of fun and I'm learning so much. Mm -hmm. Listen, optimism is a good thing, and I think that's something with any industry, pharma, whatever else it is, can use more of. So, all right, um, we're going to let you go after a couple of uh, lightning round questions, but um, let's ask you a couple. Um, who is your marketing role model? My marketing role model? Oh, geez. As corny as it sounds, I have to say my mom. Yeah. My mom has had such an impact on just my optimism within the agency, as well as looking over her business plans and seeing how she runs her own business. Uh, she actually has her own startup. Mm -hmm. I, it's truly inspiring. Second lightning round question. What's your favorite daily read? Daily read? Oh, geez. Um, I don't know. My daily read. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know I get the medical marketing media emails. And so I, I, <laughs> typically, <laughs> I typically catch myself reading those predominantly. But other than that, I would probably say the Wall Street Journal. Okay. And last question is, you know, kind of a best case scenario for you. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Ooh, 10 years from now. 10 years from now, I guess I ultimately want to be happy within my career. I definitely want to be working um, as in terms of positions. I'm not really sure of where I want to go. I know I definitely want to be in-house somewhere mm -hmm. and just loving what I do. That's really my ultimate goal. Happiness is a good goal, you know, regardless of uh, where it comes. So mm -hmm. uh, that's nice. 
Perry, thank you so much for being here today. Um, hope pleasure. this was fun for you. You know, this Absolutely. is definitely different yes. and cool for us. So thanks so much for coming by. <laughs> um, just to replug our plugs, um, the M Awards are on Thursday night, October 10th at Cipriani Wall Street. Um, our 40 Under 40 program uh, kicks off on the web in a day or two. And we will have an extra podcast on those aforementioned awards on Friday. So uh, check back in then. For M this is Larry Dobrow. Thanks so much for listening.